what's inside. Discovering what you're made of and making the most of it with professional coach Ken Edwards. Helping you understand your gifts, honing your leadership skills, sharpening your natural instinct so you can enjoy a more fulfilling life. Welcome back to the What's Inside podcast. I'm your host, Eric Nordoff with Ken Edwards. What's going on, Eric? I am doing great. I'm having an awesome time just sitting with you. This has been a fun season, season four. We've been diving into coaching and we thought we'd take a break from just talking about me the whole time and my coaching. And we have some, some good insights that came up from the last session really about investing in yourself. Yes, this is such a common issue I see with folks. I've struggled with it. I have a lot of clients that have struggled with it. And so when you said it in the last episode, I'm like, oh, we got to talk about that because mm-hmm. it's a difficult decision to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what are some of the reasons we don't like investing in yourself seems so natural. And obviously when we're coaching, we're we're looking to invest in ourselves. We're literally making making that transaction financially yes, and a commitment to an, an investment in yourself. Are we, you know, I know for me, the things that keep me from doing that outside of finances is maybe I don't value myself enough or I'm trying to avoid dealing with an issue that I know is there, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah. but I just, I'm not quite sure if I want to invest the emotional energy to going there and dealing with it. Those are some of the things. Yeah. And um, the thing we have to get our head wrapped around is that you, your gifts, your ability to work and do meaningful work and earn money is the most valuable asset you have. Often people who own homes think their home is their most valuable asset. Um, If you don't own a home, maybe it's your car or your uh, investment portfolio or something you're actually the most important investment. Mm. And we just don't have the right mindset around it. You look at um, the world of professional sports and all the coaches that they have. Uh, you know, I, I remember reading an article once that Tiger Woods at his peak had five coaches. Mm. You know, he had a driving coach, he had a putting coach. and um, Different, sure. all kinds of coaches. Yeah, I don't coaches. play golf, so I don't know what else, you know. Um, <laughs> Probably but a business coach. I'm you know, sure help him develop his business, and, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, and then you know, think about football. All the different coaches for the different positions yep. that they play. The the team invests so much money in that. Yep. And yet, as professionals in an everyday world, often people don't even consider it. Yeah. We don't think about it. It's like, how do I improve me? Mm. Which sometimes we think about self improvement. So we might buy a book or or listen to a podcast, um, which I hope you get something from this. Absolutely. And, you need to be listening to this podcast. Yeah. And um, uh, and so we think of little things that we can do, but we don't think about bigger investments with the exception of maybe more education. But people are reluctant to do that because it's, um, one, it's expensive, which you do have to be grounded and reasonable when you think about that. I'm very practically minded about education. And um, because if you, there are times to choose a prestigious school that doesn't always pay off. Mm -hmm. It depends on what you're trying to achieve. Yeah. And um, I can tell you if your skill 
level grows in five years, people won't care where you went to school yeah, because yeah. they're looking at your skill. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm a living example of that. No one ever asked me where I went to school. <laughs> and I went to the academic powerhouse of the University of Arkansas. <laughs> and then I completed my graduate education, my three master's degrees I earned from Southwestern Seminary in Fort mm-hmm. Worth. Mm-hmm. And it was a great experience. I learned a lot there. But neither one of those institutions are thought of as highbrow, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But I've worked to develop skill mm-hmm. and have made all kinds of investments, had coaches and mentors, spiritual directors, paid help. Mm-hmm. This is all paid. Mm. People I've hired to help me, one, stay healthy, uh, two, to grow and sharpen my abilities. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we don't... We don't value it as much if if we just think it's going to benefit us. But I think we have the wrong mindset about it and the wrong way of thinking about it. We don't we don't give it enough credit. Good and a, a great investment in yourself in your in a skill, like I said in the last episode, will pay you for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And that's why I, it's worth repeating that the best advice you can give a young person that's in college, in high school, just start doing the thing that you are, that you think you might want to do. Just start doing it and Mm -hmm. investing time in yourself. And because that skill, whether you know it or not is, is going to, you know, be refined is going to be, you're going to become more confident. And then, and just that feeling of, confidence goes a long way. I remember when you told me you were going to invest in your, in, in guitar playing mm-hmm. and uh, you started maybe to become a little proficient, Yeah, but you stopped, right? Yeah, I did. So you, you might've missed out on some of the, that confidence, but, but you chose something else. I think now I'm, I go into your wood shop yeah. and I'm like, whoa, Ken has made an, not just financial investment in these pieces of equipment, but I can tell that is a well-worn wood shop with lots of time spent and that you've developed this skill. It brings you a tremendous amount of joy and confidence. Well, I try to practice what I preach. Yeah. Right now, I'm actually working on building a rustic table for my living room. I have some old reclaimed wood. Mm-hmm. And so as I thought about this little table, I'm not putting my pressure on myself to get it perfect therefore it's going to be a rustic table <laughs> that's the goal <laughs> and so so far i'm achieving it but um i haven't developed the skill of cutting mortise and tendon joints mm. and that's something i want to learn to do well because they're beautiful they're strong it shows um some artistry when you become good at it i i'm not good at it mm-hmm. it looks like uh these joints look like uh you know, it's the equivalent of a toddler using a crayon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't have any, I know what to do. Mm-hmm. I've studied it. So yeah. I have the knowledge in my brain, Yeah. but the doing of it is awkward yeah. and clumsy. Yep. And, um, but I'm undeterred because I want to become good at it Yeah. and I'm failing and good. But as I fail, yes, exactly. As I fail, I learn, I grow. That's the, approach we need to take with our lives mm-hmm. is I want to engage because I, I love the way you said it. So I say this, say this all the time to clients, you've got to get the reps in. Mm-hmm. So the more reps I get with my chisel and mallet, and I, I do have a, a jig that helps me cut the 
mortise, um, but it's not perfect either. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, the operator error is (laughs) part of it. (laughs) Right. Um, But the more I get reps with the machinery, with the hand tools, the better I become. Yeah. And I can see that in like shelves I've built for folks and cabinets I've built. It's like each time I do it, I get better. These are great examples of, of physical objects. We can tangibly see it, but there are other skills that you can't tangibly necessarily as easily see. Um, One thing that I hear a lot from people is how much just spending a few hours learning how to code in computer language has revolutionized their their business. They might not be an expert coder, but it is a skill that they can come bring into a new job. Mm-hmm. If you're a creator and you're you're creating content, well, sometimes it will come in handy for you to know how to code something so that you can write it in a way that's more attention getting or you can add a, a video into embed a video somewhere where maybe the normal software wouldn't give you the ability to do that. So there's all kinds of benefits. I I remember typing. Mm-hmm. When I started typing in co- in high school, I took a typing class mm-hmm. and I went from maybe typing, you know, I don't know, five, 10 words a minute to, uh, I think it was 40 was I don't remember what it was, 40 words a minute or something. Mm-hmm. I could I could just not even I can look right now at you and type out exactly what I want to write, you know? Yeah. It, it I don't have to look on the paper to see what I'm typing. And that's been I mean, I don't I can't even tell you. I've been using that for 40 years. I've been using it everywhere and it's probably saved me countless hours of time and it's a skill I use every single day. Right. You know? Yeah, so let's um, kind of formalize our conversation just a little bit. There are three main obstacles to investing in self. The first and biggest one is belief, is believing that you're worth it, Hmm. believing that it's a a valuable uh, investment. Um, I'll give you a quick story. I have a client that um, I still work with from time to time, and his struggle of doing uh, the initial coaching package was it was a lot of money for him and he was just struggling. Is it worth the investment? Mm -hmm. And um, fortunately uh, he had um, a wife that encouraged him Mm -hmm. and um, partnered with him in it, literally the coaching Mm -hmm. um, and in the business. And, um, and so they jumped in and as a result of that, the work we've done has, um, impacted the way he thinks about his work and the way he's applied his effort and he's scaled his business up a lot mm-hmm. and has overcome some obstacles that were in his business. They're no longer mm. obstacles. Mm-hmm. And um, and so he's gotten on his investment, I don't know, I'd have to ask him, but tenfold maybe? Yeah. Of the coaching, maybe more than that. Just financially, financially, yeah. Yeah. Now I'm not even thinking about that so much. Mm -hmm. I never sell my coaching that way. Right, right. It's not the ROI, but it's about the internal growth. Right. But it's that belief: Am I worth it? And Mm. that's something you need to wrestle with. Mm. Um, The second one is just the money obstacle, because often um, our skill development is require 
um, you know, paying for a mentor, paying for coaching, or paying for some kind of skill development, working with someone that's better, it doesn't always require money. Sometimes just ask. Because mm-hmm. there are people that, like I've mentored so many counselors over the years, um, which has been an ask. Mm-hmm. There's been a few that have been paid gigs, but the majority haven't been. Mm. I'm just walking with people because I have this responsibility, I think, to uh, to God ultimately, but to the world. So I've acquired so much knowledge over the years. I want to pass on what I know. It's partly why you're doing this podcast. It's exactly why I'm doing this podcast. And so there are resources out there available to you that aren't necessarily you know, college or graduate programs or things like that or uh, trade schools or skilled schools. So, um, but um, the the expense might be the humility of asking for help, mm-hmm. which is really um, important. Mm-hmm. So um, challenge yourself. Don't let fear stop you. So money is is sometimes is not having the money or not having the resources to do that or, or failing to ask it's actually, or encountering fear of that um, is actually a blessing. I think mm-hmm. you have to look at it as, as a, a, an opportunity for you to grow. Yes. Uh, or maybe to think about things more creatively. Mm-hmm. There are, there are always creative options. There are always ways that, solutions can be found mm-hmm. and and yes you can just straight up pay money and that might solve a lot of it but if you don't have the, the money then there are creative things you can do like ask and and trade your time for and learn on your own if you had to right. you know it's it's sometimes more difficult but well it's and sometimes like paying money for more education isn't the right move. Right. Because I've watched people that have gone back and gotten an MBA, for example, but they really weren't engaged. They just were wanting their credentials <laughs> to put behind their name, thinking yeah. that, oh, that will elevate me. Well, business people are practical. They really don't care. Mm-hmm. They want skill. They want someone who's sharp. If that's a part of it and they've really taken it seriously, then that extra knowledge becomes valuable. Yeah. And so we have to really think about it with a clear mind. And this is where, you know, talking with your community can be very helpful. Mm. So so the obstacles are belief, money, and then the third one is um, disruption. Because often pursuing skill development is disruptive to your life. Um, if you're married to your, your wife, your children, uh, for me, when I went to graduate school, I was married and we had our first child. Mm. So this is massively disruptive. Mm. You know, I left a job I loved. We had to sell a house. We moved to another state. And uh, Janet went to work full time, which that was not what we wanted to do. We wanted to keep Jonathan. But we, we had to be practical. The mm. fastest way for me to get through school was for her to work full time. I kind of became Mr. Mom mm-hmm. and kind of took care of the house, took Jonathan to um, Mother's Day out and <laughs> Mother's Day out. It was um, daycare. Daycare. Yeah. And um, <laughs> Father's Day out. Yeah, Papa. Um, anyway, and then I I went to school. Yeah. And school was my work. It was my business. I took it seriously. I worked as hard as I knew how. Yeah. And um, and that was a five year investment, which sharpened all the gifts on the inside. But that was just a beginning point of the sharpening. The real sharpening happened when I got into practice yeah. and started getting all 
all these reps in. And like we've shared with you before, I've got over 40,000 hours sessions wow. under my belt. And it's like, that's valuable. Yeah. And it's that's worth really, repeating. It's really hard to find. Yeah. And, um, and I was freaking out when I went to graduate school. So I'm like, I'm behind the curve. Back mm-hmm. back in my day, we called the power curve. You know, <laughs> I was behind the power curve. And um, but I had older, wiser people say, "Don't worry about that. It won't matter in a few years." Mm-hmm. Which to me, it was everything. So you had the environment around you encouraging you and supporting you too. I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. And the reality is, that five years was 33 years ago. Mm-hmm. The end of it wow. was. Yeah, and it's like. I've reaped the benefit of all that knowledge and skill development sharpening that has continued over the years to this place. Yeah. It kind of of goes along with the the fact of you have to slow down in order to go faster. Um, Sometimes you have to put attention to a skill, slow down and learn this skill now so that you can, you know, your reps will be faster and faster and you'll just instantly be able to move into it there's something just really powerful mm-hmm. when you are around a professional a true yeah. professional in their craft or their mm-hmm. skill i'm around these songwriters you know just a just a quick songwriting example when when chrissy began writing i observed how how much of a struggle it was for her to write and then when she started co-writing and being in a room it was nerve-wracking for her to be in in a writing room Mm-hmm. And yet now here we are 20 years later and she has probably put in 20,000 hours of mm-hmm. writing and, and co-writing. And now she's instantly knows exactly what to do, how to set up the, the right. And it's like, it's a no brainer. And, and the ideas I'm just blown away by how creative she is. And I see these other professionals and it's just a whole nother level to observe be a fly on the wall and observe these these writers who are professionals. Yeah, and I don't want the investment in self to be confused with self-care. Mm. You know, um, it it's great. Go get a massage. Go do that's not the same thing as what we're talking about. Mm. There's purposefulness in what we're talking about. Kind of a, there is in the other as well, of course. Mm-hmm. You're taking care of your body, you're resting, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But this is um this is not something to play at. Mm-hmm. This is something to engage in. Mm-hmm. It's work. It's work. Mm-hmm. It's work. It requires effort. Something that we don't talk enough about these days. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not self care. Like I'm going to binge something on Netflix for for a day. Yeah, we might need that every once in a while to escape. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, and that's I think what you're saying. That self self care. Um, is is a more of a i guess more of a passive mm-hmm. approach and you're talking about an active engaged um uh, investment yes because yeah. one of the things that really disturbs me about where our culture is is often when i'm talking to younger people they're um looking at jobs in terms of what's easy i see articles i just was reading an article this week about um 10 jobs that are easy that pay you you know good money for doing almost nothing. And I'm like, what? Yeah. I'm like shocked, but that's kind of where our culture has gone. Cause we've so 
um, kind of move toward a coddling mm-hmm. way of relating yeah. you know, parents to ch- child. I was talking to parents this week. They wanted to talk about their child, and we talked about he's real smart, so he's succeeding in school, but he's not putting forth any effort. His work yeah. is sloppy, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, It's common. Mm-hmm. They're kids. Right? It is common. And so part of what we spend our time talking about is that he really needs to learn how to put forth effort. Mm-hmm. That's more important that part of his education is more important than his grades. Yes. Because if he learns that now, and it gets reinforced as he moves from elementary into middle into high school, yeah. college, yeah. he'll have it. Yeah. Kids don't, there's not as many opportunities for kids to learn how to work, how to work, how to, how to do the work is it's um, it's, it does seem to be more handed to them yeah. these days. Well, and we need to do a gut check. Mm. You know, what are we showing our children? Mm-hmm. You know, what are, are we putting forth effort? Yeah. Are we in little things? I mean, do you make your bed every day? Are yeah. you taking care of your homes and yeah. your workspaces? And mm-hmm. is there a level of discipline? Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not talking about perfection here. I'm just mm-hmm. talking about engaging your life. Yeah, and that's what um, you know. Investing yourself really ultimately is about. Are you gonna partner with people and then put forth the effort to sharpen skills that you can then apply and benefit from. Yeah. Uh, it's so important belief, the obstacles uh, to overcome those obstacles, belief, finding that belief, um, financially, you know, and then, and then overcoming disruptions Yeah, and understanding that these disruptions are really opportunities mm-hmm. to, to move forward and progress. Yeah. And and ultimately if you care about yourself investing in yourself it will it will come out in that skill will will further be enhanced I think too. No doubt. It, it's a sign that you you actually care about yourself. Yeah. When you when you invest in yourself. So. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Mm. In fact, I'm getting ready to go home and finish my table. Yes. Yeah, it's ready. all this talk about your tables getting you uh amped up to go home uh, and do it i was uh, finishing up my last uh, cut on a mortise before i came down for oh, our recording so well i hope that we will have a glass of whiskey over the table absolutely uh sometime i look forward to that we can do that this rustic table yeah, that's right <laughs> emphasis on rustic yeah well i'm i'm super excited for you about that i had no idea what you were saying when you mentioned all those mortise and whatever else it sounds like gibberish to me mm-hmm. but again i haven't developed my skill right. <laughs> working in the shop <laughs> so I, I love it ken thanks so much this is great great episode and we'll uh, we'll be back again on another episode for show notes and relevant resources mentioned in today's episode and if you'd like to reach out to ken to see if coaching is the right next step for you visit providentleadership.com that's providentleadership.com Subscribe to this podcast and leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcasting platform.